Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to an unusual Yellow Army podcast, the Yellow Army podcast, the original Talker United podcast. You'll hear a strange sound in the background because we're dog-sitting today, Richard. The strange sound isn't me. The strange sound is not you. The strange sound is a very large dog called Milo uh, wagging his tail. It's banging on the floor. He has a little grumble now and then, but we don't think he's going to bark. No, he's done that. Uh, Ernie did the barking. When I got here, Ernie had a bark fest. Milo is a giant. Milo is a red fox Labrador. He's a very beautiful dog. If he does bark, it may burst the windows um, and your eardrums, but I don't think he's going to. But if you do hear an odd tapping in the background in the podcast... That's his tail. It's Milo's tail. (laughs) Football. Football. Let's talk football. It's been... Well, I mean, we'll talk. We'll dissect the uh, the Wrexham game uh, in some detail. Um, A very satisfactory result, I thought. I think so. Um... I, I, you wanted a win up there, of course you did. But yeah. um, considering all the palaver that associated itself with the game, um, I think uh, an 84th minute equaliser was, was, yeah. was quite pleasing. It must have punctured their balloon a little bit up Just there. Just a little bit. Gary was very generous in his assessment <clears throat> of um, all the ballyhoo that was going on, as you'll hear in, in a few moments. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the regrettable return of a... A bit of hooliganism to football, yeah. which um, is never far below the surface. We'll chat about that. We'll give you a lineup of some games that you can go and watch uh, this weekend because there's no Talker United game this weekend. Um, but first of all, we should hear from the gaffer yeah. after the uh, Wrexham game. You spoke to him earlier in the week. Spoke to him Monday morning, uh, 10 o'clock or something, just before 10. Um, yep, yeah, and he was happy to talk about all things Wrexham. We'll see you again on the other side of Gary Johnson. Look, Gary, there was a lot of focus on non-football things at the weekend. Uh, how hard was that to sort of put it out of, of the players' minds and get them to just play football as they would do? Well, however hard it was, we, you know, obviously we came away with a decent result given the uh, atmosphere yeah. of the place against us in on the end off the field, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, so we didn't quite cope with the first half because I didn't think we really got going but then in the second half we we were the better team like they were the better team in the first half and we in the end I felt we deserved our, our draw and normally I like us to play both halves um, but on the day you know, was a, there was a lot of people around uh, that's not why we had a bad start we made a couple of bad decisions and, and went a goal down early but uh, second half we, we got ourselves back in the game football wise not not just the goal but you know we deserved the goal with our with our play leading up to that if you like so um, in effect I, I, I'd like to say I'd like to say that it didn't affect us but obviously psychologically maybe it did yeah yeah um, and how did you find it I, I think you said after the game that there was you know, possibly 200 people on the pitch, 100 people in the changing room. Yeah. Did, how did yeah. you find it? Did you feel it wasn't really football? I mean, I, I know you're not going to criticise what they did, but um, was it was no, it weird? Um, no, I, mean, I, I, I 
been in those situations before, of course, like, you know, where other teams, it's a manager's first game or yeah. just signed a big player and it's his first game, you know, and then and the crowd are up for it and everybody's up for it and it's a, yeah, a new lease of life for that football club, you know, and that's and that's what, what happens sometimes. You just, um, on occasions, you're unlucky enough to be the opposition. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, and I, I say that, but I mean, good luck to them as far as what they're doing and they seem like a couple of nice fellas to me. Um, you know, I said hello to them and good luck, that sort of stuff. And they seem, you know, two very normal, normal fellas that were enjoying their day, yeah. you know, obviously. But, um, yeah, so that, that was that was it, really. It was it was just, you know, can we deal with it, lads? Some of our boys dealt with it, some didn't. Um, there was a lot of milling around. There was a lot of things that we could and couldn't do, um, including use part of the pitch while, you know, they were doing their, uh, doing their talk. Mm. Um, to the crowd, mm. um, but uh, they didn't quite infiltrate enough into our end to spoil our warm-up. So no, I'll get up. you know I've got no excuses from the, from that side. No, it was their day. Um, it, it was a big day for them, and the only way we wanted to spoil it was was to get a result for ourselves. Absolutely. And Connor yeah. got on the end of that that cross as well. It was a, it was I wrote down it was the best move of the match. Exactly, it, it absolutely was, and that's what we got to do more often. Um, but we had, you know, some half our players did okay, and the other half wasn't quite, uh, you know, playing their best game. Um, and in our league, and on those sort of days, to win a game, you have to, everybody has to be playing their their best game. And uh, you know, some are, um, are not quite got their game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but having said that, you know they didn't create too many opportunities against us. Uh, we didn't against them either. But um, you know we, we we gave Byron and Alex Adai a little bit of game time that they need, so that worked out well. Yeah. Naturally came back, you know, fit, so that worked out well. So there was a, there was more probably more positives and. I think most people would have accepted a draw at Wrexham on that particular day. Um, Sean McDonald had a good game as well, didn't he? He had a very good game, very uh, composed. Um, he, when we had the debacle, you know, all week we've been talking about don't give throw-ins away because yeah. I'd worked with Mentosa. Yeah, you knew what was coming. Yeah. I knew exactly what was coming, so did Downsy. And we both worked on it with the lads. We missed the first, I mean, first of all, we edited it out for a throw-in, which was a crime. We said we mustn't do that. We'd, we're better off editing it out for a corner yeah. than for a throw-in. Anyway, missed Chase the header, headed out for a corner, throw-in, uh, two centre-halves, missed the fly of it, and the lad just got in, in front of Mox first and uh, took it took it well. After that, everybody played, played it well. You know, what we'd worked on all week, i.e., trying to keep the lads away from Sean so that he could come and catch it. Mm. And uh, and, our, and that was exactly, I think there was only one other that caused us a problem. And everything else, Sean wrapped up or we had it clear. We've got two weeks now, uh, it's just under two weeks as we're speaking today, but um, what's your plan for, for that time? Well, our plan is to get the, the lads that are not as fit as they should be 
uh, because of whatever injuries and you know uh, just coming into us like Byron and uh, Alex, then uh, you know we need to get them up to scratch. But the only way they get absolutely up to scratch is to play football matches. Yeah, so yeah. we're hoping maybe to have a couple of little practice games um, against each other. We got sort of twenty two training, so uh, you know we'll give them a little bit of time as an eleven v eleven. And that's what we'll we'll be doing. Of course, we've got to give them that little bit of a mental break because that can be as good as a good workout. Yeah. Um, and then be ready to build up for the Dover game. So, which so is, uh, obviously very important. Absolutely. So level aside, so does that mean there's room for you and Downsy on the sub benches? <laughs> yeah, could be. I mean, Downsy's <laughs> the one that always wants to play. I'm always <laughs> trying to save his health by saying, "Don't be so silly," but. Uh, uh, whenever the, he, he counts every day, and if there's 21, he, he, he's, he's happy because he knows that he gets a game. Brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Excellent he stuff. He does well, actually. He does well. A couple of years ago, he'd, he'd have definitely been uh, our number one pick. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, cheers, Gary. Thank you very much. No um, problem, mate. I think it was a good result on Saturday in, in, in all the sort of, you know, the. That's right. The That's hype, right. hyperbole of, of it all. But uh, yeah, no, I think you did well. So uh, well right. done and uh, have, have a good couple of weeks. So you got your boots, Richard? Got your boots handy? They've only got 22 players. They could they could use a, a midfield dynamo like yourself. A mid, I was a winger and a, and a, a, a right back. I think a dynamo is, is the wrong term to use <laughs> about my footballing abilities. However, I have been swimming this morning and I'm feeling fit. And um, you know, if they need okay, someone they, to just fill fill the numbers, they only I mean, have to call. Obviously, don't they? you know, Aaron's first in the queue, obviously. But after him, you've just you're there, aren't you? I am. Yeah. So I mean, it's far from a weekend off for Torquay, and you wouldn't really want it any other way, would you? In the old days, they might have pulled together a friendly at Playmore against somebody else who'd been knocked out of the cup or whatever. But it's there aren't many other teams that have been knocked no, out of the cup no, that's, true. I just, <laughs> that's I, unfair of course you know it's the first round it's the first time we not got to the first round in four years yeah well, yeah. I mean amazing game last year the Crawley game yeah. at this stage last year where we lost 6-5 in front of the TV cameras yeah. it was a lengthy injury um, stop for their goalkeeper wasn't there there was yeah. a, a massive uh, injury stop um, I, I miss the fact that we're not in the cup I'm sad that we're not in the cup I know it gives us another week to get players fit for the league matches again um, but yeah, I'm disappointed that we're not up at Charlton Athletic aren't you? It would have been nice to have a little trip up to Charlton wouldn't it? Um, it would. I'm getting sniffed quite heavily which is, which is great <laughs> Not by me No <laughs> Not by me we, are, yeah, we, we might have to shut the dog out in a minute in fact He's I'll do that right. I'll do that while I'm still talking because I mean, the FA Cup is, 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 is great to be in and it's sad to be out, isn't it? It's, uh, you kind of think that uh, all yeah. those cup ties down the years, to miss out on that again is, um, is quite something. You won't get that on another podcast, will you? You won't get somebody um, <laughs> shutting a dog out on another podcast. It happens, it happens all the time, it does. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Um, we, we, we could do with a cup run, couldn't we? I've been yeah. doing... Um, putting together a lot of stats for, for a project I'm working on and uh, recently been going through the FA Cup and there, there was a time only 10 years ago when we, we, we had a fair little run of, of, of third, fourth round games. We did. 
And um, it's cracking that first game, really, isn't it? It's getting through that first appearance, whether it's in the first round or whether it's in the fourth yeah. quarterfinal. Have you ever noticed, though, and I'm sure you have, and I'm sure everyone else has, that when we get to the third round, we draw Carlisle at home? <laughs> An Exeter yeah. draw Man U away. I know, I know. It's, or it's... Plymouth draw whoever. We we, we, we Or we get to the third round and, and no disrespect to Birmingham, but it wasn't the biggest no. game we could have drawn that day. It, and it, um, it's, it's bloody our, annoying. Our neighbours <laughs> get Manchester United or Liverpool. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was working... For, I, I did that uh, Carlisle game for the Observer. Yeah. Because um, I was working for the Guardian and the Observer at the time. And, and it was literally come down and talk about how far Carlisle had had to travel. Yeah. That was that was what, I, what what my job was that day. So, yeah. It's another one of those cup clichés, isn't it, that we love so much. But Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. How did you get on with your um, your Deadpool bingo last week then? I managed to tick a few boxes. I I I, uh, I ticked two off, I think, <laughs> and then uh, and then tried to fill up the rest of the box with what I wrote afterwards. Yeah. So, Talkie drew 1-1 at Wrexham last Saturday. There's so much to unpick from that game. Um, there was, as we expected, there was a lot of Hollywood ballyhoo, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelleny I've on the pitch. I've just been reading a review of his new film and it's got a terrible panning. Has it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, OK. Um, they were on the pitch before the game, addressing the multitudes, uh, the Wrexham fans. <clears throat> Let's be fair. I mean, if they, if our club had been taken over by Hollywood A-listers and there was the prospect of money being pumped in, we'd be pretty happy about it. So the Wrexham fans were... were I'm a cynical old bugger and I'd think there's <laughs> something up here. Um, I kept on talking about Netflix, didn't I? You did. Turns out it's Disney Plus. Disney Plus, is it? It is, okay. yeah. well, we, So we... they are making a series about it. So there we go. There. That's what's happening. That's what it's got it's nothing all about. to do with two Americans falling in love with British football all of a sudden out of the blue. <laughs> it's about Disney money. They were chatting to the fans. Um, if you watch it on YouTube, there's a lovely moment where Ryan Reynolds is stopped in his tracks because he can't make himself heard over a bunch of oaks chanting Yellow Army. Well, that's good. From the corner. That's good. Which is nice. Which is, um, you know, talking, making themselves, making their presence felt in the best way. Um, it was. There was so much in yeah. the press. My um, brother-in-law, who uh, lives the, the, in the Sto- national press went mad on it, and it annoys yeah. me. My brother-in-law lives in Stoke-on-Trent, which is a considerable distance away from Wrexham, and his local TV station was jammed with news reports on Ryan Reynolds and Rob McCallie oh, taking over the club. That is ridiculous. So you know, it's 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 big news. It was good that Conor Lemonheavens, a Welshman, a Welshman at that. Um, had the final say, really. Yeah, and as I uh, as I said to Gary in the interview that you, you you've had, it was the best move of the match. It was undeniably the best move. It was a lovely move, a lovely move and yeah. a lovely finish as well. Absolutely, he doesn't yeah. get many with his head, does he? No, Connor? no. Uh, it was a great cross. Um, the build up involved Armstrong and and uh, Lapsley and uh, Johnson's cross was was great, and it mm-hmm. was it was a great move altogether. I'm I'm quite pleased in a way that Sinclair Armstrong didn't take all the headlines on Saturday because mm. after the Kingsland game we thought this guy, we did go the, over this the top of time didn't we? Yeah. Um, but you know it, this has taken the pressure off him maybe a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. Know, to perform week in week out because you know he obviously had a very good game from the he reports did. that I read he played very well. Um, but you know the headlines belong to Connor and quite right too. Yeah, indeed, and and uh, Connor. It's starting to turn it on again a bit, isn't it? He, yeah. he has been a bit yeah. disappointing at times in in, in the start of the season, and we haven't seen the Conor Lemonade Evans that we, that we that we know is in there. 
Yeah. Um, but I think that performance um, was much, much better. And of course, capping it with a goal with your head uh, to d- destroy in, dreams like that. In was, Gary uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. Absolutely. I mean, he is the playmaker, isn't he? I mean, Armani Little has had that role, but yeah. I think Connor is becoming increasingly the playmaker yeah. at Torquay. You get the ball to Connor's feet and, you know, he sees the game um, better than a lot of players do, doesn't Absolutely. he? He sees the yeah. opportunities. And and it looks like, you know, with Tom Lapsley back as well, the, mm-hmm. the, the options are starting to come back. You know, you've got two weeks now. With, well, we're, we're into the two weeks now, but time for Danny Wright and Asa Hall to, to maybe um, get some... Yeah. Leg time, you know, with, with 11-11 side, side games mm-hmm. that, that Gary pointed out, you know. Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah, the, the, the injuries are coming back and fingers crossed and touch wood. Uh, that'll stay that yeah. way. And, I mean, another new signing that, uh, that the fans saw at Wrexham that we haven't seen at Playmore yet, Byron Moore. Yeah, Byron Moore and Alex Adai came on, didn't they? Yeah, now, yeah. I think, I think there, were, there were suspicions that Alex Adai had disappeared because... Uh, the club never really spoke about him after the first couple of games when yeah. he obviously picked up an injury. Well, he's back and came on, and I think those two added width to the to, to, to the mm-hmm. the shape, the formation that Gary was playing, and it, it switched a bit. And there was width with Byron and and Alex Adai, and I think that that contributed to you know the pressure at the end there. Yeah. Argyle fans like Byron. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's, he's a good acquisition. Yeah, he's experienced as well. Yeah. Experienced players are important and none more so this season than, than Dean Moxie. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we. I mean, we sing the praises of yeah. Dean Moxie on I, a regular basis, don't we? Um, you know, there, there were fans, you kind of judge the temperature of things on social media a little bit and there were fans who were saying that Dean Moxie, you know, what was he giving us? Was he giving us what we wanted? Uh, the answer he is, is yes. now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can't buy that kind of experience. Um, you know, he's played at the highest level. He reads the game so well. His delivery of set pieces is beyond compare, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and then you've got the long throw as well, which is... Uh, an interesting weapon. It, uh, it almost became the lo- the game of long throws yeah. at Wrexham with yeah. um, with uh, now I've forgotten his name. Uh, the Wrexham long throw artist, oh, uh, former scored, captain of Cheltenham. I know who scored their goal, but I, know <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember his name because I wrote it down <laughs> enough uh, doing the doing the match report. Um, he caught us cold a little bit, didn't he? Though? Yeah, uh, he uh, Gary was completely. Um, I'm going to find it for you. Yeah, Gary was completely aware of of, of, of this this guy's talents because yeah. obviously he was with him at Cheltenham, and um, his his balls into the box were bloody dangerous as well. So yeah. it was a it was a game of long throws. Uh, you're going to get there in a second. I will get there in. I will. You're reading my match I'm report. Reading your match report. You, it takes you a long time to get round to it. Doesn't yeah. It? Bentoza. Bentoza. <laughs> Bentoza. Apologise to Bentoza fans for I nearly, not, uh... I nearly had to speed read your entire <laughs> report before I got to that. But uh, yeah, it's a good result. I think it's a shame we haven't got a game this week. It would have been nice to rearrange a league game because there's a bit of momentum behind yeah. Torquay again at the moment. Um, it'd be interesting to they could have they could have played the Devon Bowl game, couldn't they? They they kind could. of pulled out of the Devon Bowl seemingly. So uh, it's a shame that happened. But um, you know, the, the, Gary knows what he's doing. He'll use this time really well. He did point out that it won't all be on the training ground because mm-hmm. mentally it's a good time for the players to take a break as well. And and yeah. and you know, 
enjoy their life a, a bit and, and all that business. Last year, they weren't allowed to leave the bubble. No. So they were completely stuck in a Talk United world 24-7 yeah. for nine months or whatever it was. What a theme park that would be. Oh, Talk <laughs> imagine United the rides. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Could go oh, we, we, this could um, this could run and run, couldn't yeah. it? Talk United World, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, to, to get some quality time away from the club as well, to get those injured players back, maybe it's maybe it's not such a bad. No, thing. it's a good it's a good time for them to also take a breather and just uh, you know maybe go and see mum and dad, all that business. Yeah. I think that's good because, as I say, they couldn't do that last year. So and and, and uh, I don't know how George Edwards has been very very good about protecting the, the club from covid and i'm sure he still is doing that so i don't know how how they'll how much they'll be, mm. get get free uh, much freedom but um it'd be nice for, to think that they can go and see mum and dad and stuff and uh, and all that business going back to the wrexham game the end of the wrexham game there were some regrettable scenes yeah. at the end of the wrexham yeah. game now i i wasn't there but i've i've read quite a bit about it uh it would appear that in order to accommodate all the people who wanted to go to the game Wrexham opened up the upper tier yeah, of the away end. I did see end. a comment about this. Sorry, go on. Well, they, they opened up the upper tier of the away end to home fans and put the Torquay fans in the lower tier. I did see a comment on this on social media, I think the day before, where, where they said they were going to do it. I, I've read since that the, the decision was made later, but I, I, I'm sure I saw a comment from yeah. and some Torquay fans saying... You sure that's a wise idea? Well, it turns yeah. out it probably wasn't. Because then, I mean, then you've got a situation where you're, I mean, you're below, you're below, you're I below mean, the, the home fans. Let's not pretend that all Torquay United fans are angels. No, you know, we've all been at games where we've been quite boisterous. Um, yeah. and you know, there have been times in the past, which we'll touch on in a minute, where we've, you know, we've had one or two problems. But if you're celebrating an eighty-fourth minute equaliser on somebody's party day. And they're up above you, mm. um, and feeling a bit belligerent. Yeah, um, you're asking for trouble, aren't you? Yeah, you are, and um, and then not to. I, I don't want to. I wasn't there looking. No, I didn't it's, see it. it's difficult to judge it from not, this distance. Not, not isn't to it? take, not to take too brutal line against Wrexham, but it did seem that there was no real concern from the authorities there mm. while it was happening. No, uh, obviously afterwards, yes, but. Um, uh, reports that, that no one was really interested in trying to stop this instance happening at the time. It's a shame that that's what a lot of what people will remember from that game because, you know, Torquay have been part of a game that people will say, God, remember that game? When remember those, that? Remember when those Herberts from Hollywood came across yeah. and, and did that? Yeah. And, and we were part It'll be that. five years' time. Wrexham, who are they? Wrexham, Didn't yeah. they go bust in 2024? I think they're still in National League North. Oh, somewhere. OK, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we shouldn't say that. <laughs> but, I mean... Is hooliganism on the way back, Richard? Is Everything's on the way back, guys. Retro it's, hooliganism. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, there I, was there was that time, wasn't there, when we uh, National League South, when we'd attracted that little clump of fans who yeah. were causing trouble. We had bothered. Every club Bath has some guy. It's a trend. It, 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 it's a fashion thing. Yeah. The old. Um, Burberry, the casuals, the casuals, the yeah. Burberry clothes, the, the, the you know, we all know it's it was a big thing in the eighties and into the nineties, where a lot of these kids' dads 
yeah. maybe were part of it. I'm not saying yeah. particular kids or particular dads, but, you know, and it is a fashion thing. I, I, I've got a friend up country who, who, you know, sells that kind of clobber on eBay. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a fashion thing. And, and um, unfortunately, you know, um, some people follow 70s disco. Some people follow 80s hooliganism. And the seven, I mean, 70s, my experience of a mini stand in the mid to late 70s, there were some pretty hair raising yeah. nights in there. Yeah. Uh, remember when Watford came down, Wolves, of Well, course, Wolves in the 80s Portsmouth. is the one that I remember most yeah. of all because I was, I was quite a young lad sitting in the, young lad, I wasn't that young, but I was young enough to be scared. <coughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. I tried not to, to, to say it. We'll, um, we'll blame that on the dog, don't we? I remember sitting in the old grandstand watching them the Wolves fans run towards yeah, yeah. us and, you know, it was a scary, scary situation. But, you know, that, that kind I'm not of... Sure, I'm not sure... I'm sure that's, that was all, almost more organised than it is today. Yeah. I, I, I would like to believe that, and I'm not saying that this is better or, or worse than, than anything that's gone on before, but that was more a reaction to being annoyed that their party had been... Uh, rather than, yeah. uh, rather than a, a kind of... Um, fought out yeah. thing. I mean, let's, I, I can't see it becoming... I can't see it catching on again, Richard. I can't, no, I can't no. see the whole thing coming back. Society's changed. People don't want to... People don't want to behave like that. But there are still that little handful of places yeah. where you can go and watch football and still run the risk of getting your head kicked in. Yeah. Um, very few of them now, but yeah. you know, let's not see any more of that. Would be interesting to hear um, Ryan Reynolds' take well, he's not going to say anything, is he? Uh, I, I think uh, I think he should. I, I think, wonder if it's know. going to be in the the, the, the film. Well, who knows? Who yeah, knows? Um, you know, <clears throat> I think one thing to say about that is that this was women and uh, violence against men is absolutely, you know, <laughs> yeah, completely wrong as well. But this is women and children that were hurt. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into a thing, a, a campaign that's on at the moment that Nick Broderick touches on in his yeah. column in the Herald Express this yeah. week. Which is By the, the way, Nick Broderick's column is, is, is excellent every week. He's very uh, good. He covers very, very good. lots of angles, lots of points, um, which is great. I mean, it, it, it's really comprehensive. And thank you, Nick, for publicly for doing it. And you can read him in the Herald Express every week. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Order your copy now. Yeah. Um, but the Her Game 2 campaign, yeah. which is, is gathering strength uh, across the country. I mean, I live in a household with three women football supporters they'll go to Aston Villa my older daughter's going to Barnet see Torquay play this is all about encouraging uh, women to, to be able to go to get to feel safe at games mm. to feel included at games um, I think there's work to be done I mean I, I'm I feel quite confident when members of my family are going to football matches I feel quite confident that they're you know they're going to be okay when they go but there are places and there are clubs which could do more, I think. I think that's the point of the campaign, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're in a changing world, changing society. Some people don't like it, others embrace it. Yeah. But we do need to improve certain situations and, you know. So, I mean, it's been good to see Talkie United doing these community days. Yeah, the so community the days were great. was a massive yeah. success. Yeah, and they're inviting the NHS as well, yeah. workers from the NHS to, to, to come. Uh, I think you need to email the club and say that, you know, yeah, I, I'm a, with, with, with details, I'm, I'm a member of the NHS and, you know. 
But wouldn't it be just a small step for the club to, to then, if they're doing community days, to then embrace <coughs> the Her Game too? Thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And you don't have to put on special events no. for women. Women don't want, I, I guess, women don't want special things. They just want to be acknowledged, included, encouraged. And, you know, you made for the, the people who are at the football ground to say, look, this is your game as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is as much your game as it's I think. I think, though, I think it's, I think... Talk United have done very well to encourage women mm. supporters over yeah. the last however many years. And sometimes I think you can focus on it as a bad thing rather yeah. than focusing on the good stuff that clubs have done. But I, I think it would be a good step for the club to say, look, we're on board with this. Come and talk to us. Tell us what we can do. Yeah. How about that? You yeah, know, just, just get you know, get somebody to come and say, OK, what more could we be doing? It is, it is everybody's game you know it's not, uh, but, it's but, not but it should be and it, it, yeah. and I feel like it it is to a certain extent yeah and you know that that's quite apart from anything else there's there's a fan base there that um you know you can tap into you can encourage you can get people along to the game yes spend more money talk United not going <laughs> to turn fans away no exactly so, exactly uh, yeah let's um let's get behind that um Game last night at Spitty Park. Lovely in title Newport. of the ground, isn't it? Spitty Park, yeah. indeed. It conjures sounds... up all sorts in your head, doesn't it? It sounds very much as if the Torquay youth team gave a very good account of themselves. Indeed. They lost 4-3 indeed. to Newport County in the first round proper of the FA Youth Cup, which is a shame, but they played well by the sound of it. Yeah. Read the report this morning. Uh, Brandon Quinn got a penalty. Two goals from a very promising young lad called Lewis Brooks, and he was inches away from equalising in about the sixth minute of added time. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, really encouraging performance. Chris Todd must be delighted with those. Looks boys. like a good little crop of players as well. I know, I know um, Jack Windsor has been involved at Buckland a bit, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of those players look really decent. Um, yeah, it w- wouldn't it be great to see a couple of those lads coming through? Great to see more than a couple of those lads yeah. coming through. Um, you know, that's what youth team football is all about, isn't it? Giving these guys a break. Talkie have got a good track record over the last couple of years yeah. of bringing lads through from that youth team and giving them a chance at senior yeah. level. Yeah. Um, yeah, so keep it. Lewis Brooks sounds as if he's a lad to, um, to listen out for. Okay. So, I shall write that name down. A 4-3. Well, a bit of a shame to lose that, but well done, lads, for getting that far. At least the lads got into the first round proper, not that we're rough. Exactly, exactly. Um, There's first round propers all around at the moment. As did the women. The yeah, FA trophy's been drawn and the FA yeah. bars. And it's all first round proper. I'm, it's, it's the first round, isn't it? But, it is but, but, um, but they have these qualifying rounds beforehand, it's, which are essentially... You know. yeah. It's the first round, but it's tantalisingly out of reach for talking yeah, about yeah, absolutely. right at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we'll have to sit that one out, won't we? Um, another interesting story on the club website, the excellent club website, um, they've appointed club chaplains. I saw that this morning. Jordan Williams yeah. and Tim Smith are the yeah. new club chaplains. Do you remember Andrew Taggart back I in do. the day? I do. Andrew Taggart was the club chaplain back in Mike Bateson's days, and what a character he was as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember him being quite... Yeah. interesting man very interesting guy very um very pragmatic practical you know he knew as the chaplain that you know he wasn't he wasn't going to be playing a huge role in what the club did but he was always there if anybody at the club needed him he was always there with wise counsel and advice and i'm guessing this is what jordan and tim will be doing yeah yeah um interesting appointment apparently just reading the piece there it's, it's commonplace in rugby league and it's common in cricket for clubs to have club chaplains yeah i think i think club captains if I can say it right, club, cha- in. club chaplains. Yeah, um, used to be a, a, 
a permanent thing at football mm. football grounds, you know, football clubs, and and I think they've probably gone out of fashion, but are now hopefully yeah. coming back into fashion. And it, it's always useful to have a, you know a wise head or heads yeah. around the club for just somebody just yeah. Can I ask you a question? Just a sounding like board. That. Yeah. Yeah. Can I run this past you? Yeah. That that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm all for that. It's a good uh, good appointment. So, without a Saturday game to talk about this week, we should probably have a look and see what's happening on the local mm. fixture lists, which I have here. Good, good the, stuff. Thanks to the uh, the Herald Express. My five will, hours of work on Sunday will, mornings isn't isn't going to waste. We will continue to plug. Uh, there are a few games to look out for. There's a great <clears> game <throat> coming up tomorrow night, Friday night, bon, yep. bonfire night at Wall Park. Yep. Uh, Brixham against Dartmouth yeah. in the Peninsula League Premier Division East. Brixham, of course, are fourth at the moment. They are. They they, they, they got to 10 games by winning every game and then have since lost two and drawn one. So uh, their bubble has slightly burst um, and they'll be wanting to get back on track against Brixham, uh, against Dartmouth. And it, it's a bit of a local derby, obviously. It that is, one. yeah. And Dartmouth are seventh. Dartmouth are doing pretty well. They're tucked in just a point behind Newton Spurs. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be quite a game under the lights at Wall Park the on Bonfire Park Night. On Bonfire Night. What, what, what more could you want? Whoever's writing the match reports will be uh, talking about <laughs> rockets and all kinds of things and sparkling performances. Uh, Get your crib sheets out. I might have to do another bingo. <laughs> yeah. But if you're at a loose end Friday night, uh, Wall Park, that's the place to be. Uh, Saturday's Bovey are home as well, aren't they? Aren't Bovey are home to yeah. Ivy Bridge. Yeah. yeah, so there's another one. There's another uh, one if you're that that Friday side nighter. of uh, if you're that side of the, the the county. Yeah, we kind of gave away our um, Torbay bias a little yeah. bit there, didn't yeah. we? Or my Brixham bias. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, Bovey against Ivy Bridge is tomorrow night. Uh, Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police are away at Axminster on Saturday. Newton Abbott Spurs at home to Sidmouth on Saturday. That'll yeah, be a that decent game. Yeah, that could be a good one. Spurs are on a roll at the moment. Mark Revel is the new manager there, and they're, they're, they're um, they took a little little while to get going this season, but now they're they're starting to really really get going. They beat Brixham. Uh, they became the first team, I think, to after Brixham put them out the FA Vars. The next home game, uh, their next yeah. home game was about uh, against Brixham, so they won that and. Ended Brixham's brilliant run in the the, the Peninsula League. Um, Sidmouth are struggling. They've only and won Sidmouth are struggling, 14. which was yeah. what I was going to say. So yeah. it could be uh, could could be goals galore there. Let's uh, let's hope so. Uh, and in the Western League, um, Buckland are away. Buckland yeah, are which away. is a shame because I'm is, sure I'm sure Buckland would have loved to have been home on a day when Torquay aren't playing. They always they always try and help Torquay fans get in for free as well, don't they? Uh, with their season they tickets do. and stuff, so it's a shame that Buckland and they're at Keensham. It's not as even as if you can. K E Y. Yeah. S H A M. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a long trek, isn't it? Uh, South Devon League Premier Division, though, these games are on in the South Devon League Premier on Saturday. It's Barton Athletic versus Gampton, Brixham Reserves versus Ivy Bridge Reserves, East Allington versus the Windmill, Plymouth. I haven't heard of those. The, the, uh, the, they moved, the, them and Elberton Villa Reserves moved to the South Devon League last couple of seasons ago because okay. of the state of the Plymouth and West Devon League. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, well, uh, the FA have done it to them basically by creating underneath the Peninsula League, the yeah. Devon League in Devon and the St Piran League in Cornwall. It used to be South Devon League went into the yeah. uh, the Plymouth West Devon and the North Devon and the you know they all went into the Peninsula. Now there's another de- the league between those two, and so you know the 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 step 
the, the level 12 leagues, like the South Devon League, yeah. lost all their decent teams really? to the Devon League. And the Devon League is essentially... Do we need... Yeah. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You've destroyed a, a league that's been going since 1904. It's, I, it must anyway, have made sense over. to somebody. Well, but, it makes sense to somebody who sits in an office somewhere and... The other fixtures, Newton Abbott 66 justify their, uh, versus <clears throat> Meadowbrook Athletic. Solcombe Town versus Elbert and Villa Reserves. Yeah, there we go. And Watts Blake Byrne versus Buxley Rangers. Yeah. I mean, there's still some big team names in that division. Um, but the big ones, you know, the, over the last couple of years, your Buckland Reserves and your Watcom Wanderers, mm. um, Bobby Tracy Reserves and, and, and some more, they've all, they've all gone up to the, uh, the Devon League. Have I missed the Devon League then? Have I missed your Devon League? Fixtures should there? be there. Look, live. I've got my glasses on. It's this live putting on of glasses. That Devon I missed League, the Devon League. Oh, it's, it's um, it's a it's, it's a cup weekend as well. So you've got you've got bits and pieces the all Luke's, over the place. St Luke's Bowl games are next week as well. Now you've got them in there. I'm I'm going to let you find that because you laid out that page, so you so should be able to find them. Yeah, the Devon League is hit massively by by the Devon Premier Cup. Um, other bits and pieces. <laughs> oh, I found it, I found it, I found it, I found it, I found it. Um, Scott Richards, Solicitors, Devon League. <laughs> There's Alphington, Newtown, Braunton, University of Exeter, Buddy Salton, Exmouth Town, Exwick, Villa, Cliss Valley, Liverton United versus Fenerton. So if you can pop to Liverton United, and that's. That's. The, that. the other, our local teams aren't playing for some reason on Saturday. So it's one of those days, yeah. isn't it, where it is. all of these teams would have loved to have been able to yeah. play, play their. Um, their home games on a day when Talk United, but then who could predict Talk United would go out the go out the uh, the Absolutely. FA Cup? And just before we leave the local fixtures, our favourite competition of the whole year, the Devon St Luke's Challenge Cup. Yep, coming up comes up next Tuesday. Of course, um, we're not in it. Stoke Gabriel and Torbay Police are away at Biddeford, and then next Wednesday, Buckland Athletic are at Exmouth. and Brixham are at Torrington, and Dartmouth are at Tavistock. Yeah, of course. Um, by shifting all the levels and the steps, the FA have also given the opportunity for a lot of the Peninsula League teams to join the Devon Bowl, whereas they weren't. Yeah. They they never used to be in it. It used to stop at the Western League, um, so underneath Buckland, that was it. You know, so, so there was only a small amount of teams in it every season. Now the Peninsula League teams go into that, and yeah. uh, so it's, it's it's a bit more of a um, a competitive uh, competition, and obviously talking on it this season so. It would be, I mean, it would be nice to be in a position where we had a large enough squad or a reserve team or put a youth team in there. Uh, yeah, it would be. Um, um, but it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's difficult. All those years ago when I worked for the club and, and did the website and used to write about the, the Devon Bowl games, it was always the youth team that played in the Devon yeah. Bowl. We never yeah. played the first team. Unless you were giving a first team player or a couple yeah. of players a chance to, to, to show what they want could do or, or coming back from injury, fitness or whatever. It was always it was always the youth team that played. You know, I'd go off to Biddeford with 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 all these kids and Richard Hancock was a guitar on the coach. <laughs> Very good guitarist. Really? Yeah. I never to, knew that. Used to play along on the coach. Never knew yeah. that. Um this week it would have been handy though, wouldn't it? Home game against credit and or something like that. Yeah, just to yeah, keep the it players ticking yeah, over it yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. very handy, but not gonna happen. Thank you for your time 
on the Yellow Army podcast, the original Talker United podcast. The original one, the best. The original Talker United podcast. We've rambled on for quite long enough. We shut the dog out, so yep. hopefully the noise was not um, was not too extreme for you. Beautiful weather out there, guys. Lovely weather out there. Look, we might... Um, yeah. How many dog walks you got to do today? Four. Oh, well done. I've got two, well, the two that have got to go out twice each and they don't walk together, so... You get, get pulled four. apart. Done two, two more to go. <laughs> two down, two to go. Thanks for your time, thanks for listening. This has been the Yellow Army Podcast. And enjoy uh, your Saturday, enjoy whatever you Enjoy your do. Saturday. Yeah. Go and watch a local game. Yeah. Go and support a local club. Uh, and as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows.